Why is everyone so unhappy at work right now? That was the title of a Wall Street Journal article from a few weeks ago. I don't know if that resonates with you or not. It was subtitled, U.S. Employees More Dissatisfied Than They Were in the Thick of the Pandemic. In that article, they looked at Gallup's 2023 workplace report, which said in part that the number of workers who say they're angry, stressed, and disengaged is climbing. And this, despite wage gains, more paid time off and greater control over where they work. Another analysis showed that job satisfaction scores have fallen to their lowest point since early 2020, after a 10% drop this year alone. Clearly, they're not polling people who work for the church. <laughs> Maybe. Not only that, though, they found that the honeymoon period, you know, when you first start a job and it's all bliss, they've discovered that that period itself has been condensed radically, too. So the article suggested that all of this is the result of the rethinking of work life that began in 2020 with the pandemic. Life is short. It's fragile. Maybe living to work isn't so good a philosophy. Maybe we have deeper desires and needs than what money can do to pay the bills or buy stuff. You know, I found it humorous to see an article this week entitled, How to Brag About Work Even If It's Not Going Great. Seemed timely. We don't know what to do, so let's just pretend we're happy. You know, perhaps St. Paul has a more helpful approach. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in all circumstances, give thanks. Well, it's not bad advice, is it? There's cause for rejoicing. The darkness that you experience, it's not engulfing, all engulfing. It's not absolute. God cares about you. Speak with him. Pray to him. And likely in every situation, you have something for which to be grateful Look at that. That will help counteract the resentment that grows in our hearts. It does seem like good advice. You know, but St. Paul didn't leave it there. Why always rejoice, pray, and give thanks? What did he say? For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. You see, you are part of something larger than your occupation and your frustrations. You've been involved in God's will. And his plan to set all things right, to vanquish the darkness and establish eternally the light. And this is accomplished in part by your applying your gifts, your creativity in your occupation and in your very frustrations. I mean, do you see how this imbues them with quite a bit of meaning and significance? I mean, you're not just typing away at the computer. You don't have to be just typing away at the computer or engaging in monotonous tasks or dealing with difficult personalities. I mean, you are helping to overthrow evil and establish a new heaven and a new earth. You know, I think that's part of the content of this special Sunday in Advent, which draws its rose color and name from St. Paul's imperative. Rejoice. Notice how all our other biblical texts correspond to this. You're part of something larger is what they're saying. Take Isaiah in the first reading, who speaks of employing his gifts, his robe of salvation for the sake of breaking through hopeless 
and horror situations. God has not forgotten you. You can say in your work, there's light, there's healing, there's freedom coming. Don't lose heart. And in our psalm, well, it wasn't actually a psalm, was it? It was Mary's Magnificat. God has done great things for me. I am bearing the Savior, the light itself in my womb. Yes, she had said to God when he issued his invitation to take part in his plan. And in the gospel, it was John the Baptist whose simple and austere lifestyle underscores what many of us know if we're honest with ourselves, that creature comforts simply aren't enough. And they really aren't even so necessary, nor is the absence of frustration if we found the light and testify to it with our life. 